Hello people, it's your girl Torira once again. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for being my faithful listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for your encouragement. I really appreciate the feedback. I am very grateful. I'm immensely grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you so, 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 so much. Now, today, I I watched, not today, like about two, three days ago, I, I started seeing the FIFA Uncovered documentary on Netflix. I finished it seri- I finished the documentary, I think Sunday night or Monday morning. And I had questions. Lots of questions that have... And those questions are ethical, so to speak. In fact, not just ethical, they actually also come down to my own beliefs. And some of those questions are asking me if my moral beliefs are right. I believe my moral beliefs are right, but sometimes we are in an imperfect world. And sometimes the perfect, in quote, is not always realistic. And, you know, that documentary made me start thinking a lot more. I have had this idea, I've had these thoughts before, but that documentary kind of woke it up in me. Now, this is it. People want to bid for World Cup. And you have to win over members of an executive committee that will vote for you at the end of the day. My question is this. Where or who or what or how do we draw the line between incentive promises and bribery? Imagine, let's say, not imagine, Seb Blatter contested in 1998 for the first time to be FIFA president. That day, he promised Africa they were going to host the World Cup as at France 98. Now, in order for Africa to host the World Cup, Blatter had to make some rash decisions. He practically had to zone the World Cup to that you know, to that region. Particularly, I had to zone it. Because he made that promise to CAF officials when he was contesting for president. Do we call that an incentive or a bribe? Because essentially, telling Africans, African, don't worry, just vote for me. I will increase port development in Africa and I'll bring the World Cup to Africa. Is that a bribe? an incentive one two before say blatter there was avalanche the first person that capitalized fifa that brought money into fifa say blatter came in through him blatter was a marketer now they approached coca-cola who became their sponsors of course coca-cola sponsor was the first sponsor of fifa i did a sort opportunity that coca-cola had and said no i will sponsor all your footballs the boots for the players because at that then nobody was sponsoring World Cup. Players were particularly funding themselves. You know, it wasn't there was no money in football then. It was just the passion. If, in those days, if it was those days um, Ronaldo was playing, you cannot have one billion. You get so Adidas approached and said, "Yo, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you." Um, Football, um, football boots, jerseys for your players. On one condition, 
That's Adidas owner now. I'm going to buy rights to broadcasting. You sell it to me at a cheaper rate and I will resell it. Now, they say that is corruption. How can one man have monopoly? Is that corruption or negotiation? You know, I'm trying so hard to be distinctive in these things. I'm giving you bullet, I'm giving you boots, football, jerseys, all sorts of sports gears for the for all the countries coming to the World Cup. For all the days they're gonna spend at the World Cup. Just one thing. I want my company to own the media rights to World Cup. Basically, control advertising. And FIFA agreed. Now, that documentary calls it corruption and now i'm asking is it corruption or compromise did fifa have a choice at that time looking to the fact that they were trying to make football rewarding for those that played apart from it being a sport trying to make it rewarding to those that play it two that is true three um they wanted to um Countries that have human rights issues, like Russia, then there was Argentina at some point, Russia, Qatar, and all these people are trying to say, we also have a right to World Cup. Our players, that's for Russia, now, our players come to World Cup. They participate at the World Cup. Why can't our country also host the World Cup? So there was a double bid in 2015, that gave Russia 2018 World Cup and gave Qatar 2022 World Cup. There was a protest. How did they get it? Blah, 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 blah. That those countries don't support human rights. Those countries are intolerant to LGBTQ+. They have child labor, child market. Um, Putin is a dictator. Qatar is this and that. Now, the United States... The arbiter of wrong and right and human rights, as they have positioned themselves, have slave camps. I won't call them slave camp. Prisons, Guatalama Bay, that people are not standing trial. They, they're just dropping them there. They have migrants that are ah, oh, I don't, I don't want to I don't want, I don't know the appropriate word to use. Migrants that you know that are unkept. They have issues of child labor also. They have issues of underpaid workers also. Yes, it's not as widespread as many countries or not as widely reported. Let me use that word. But they have these issues. They suddenly realize that Russia is not an arbiter of human rights. The United States that invaded Afghanistan, a sovereign country. United States that invaded Iran, a sovereign country. Suddenly remembered that some people don't respect human rights. And said FIFA must have sold the bid to Russia. And in fact, Russia is cleaning his image through football. My question is this. Who says Russia cannot win a bid to the World Cup? It's all about negotiation. Whom did Putin negotiate with? The executive members. What did Putin give? Till now, even in that documentary, there was no evidence of monies paid to FIFA specifically for that World Cup from Russia. But there are still allegations of corruption. Now, let's move to Qatar. The Qatari man wanted to cry in that documentary because they said 
they felt so much hate from the media and they won the World Cup. The media started giving them a lot of hate, started saying a lot of bad things about their country. And they felt very bad because they were just a small people who wanted the world to come and see what Qatar looked like, who wanted to basically be free from Saudi Arabia's influence in the Middle East. Now, Michel Platini said something. He said, when they were to cast the votes, Nicolas Sarkozy called him today. French version of White of Aso Rock and White House to have dinner with the Prince of Qatar. And in that dinner, or during that dinner, they didn't tell him to vote for Qatar. But from conversations in that dinner, Sac um, Platini could deduce that voting for Qatar to host the World Cup would immensely benefit the French economy. Platini was president of UEFA. He came out the support for Qatar. They didn't tell him, but because he's a Frenchman, and from conversations, he realized that national interests over anything. Is that bribery or simple patriotism? Now, after Qatar won the bid, the Qatari guys bought over PSG with a lot of money. They made a big transfers. You mean when Neymar was Neymar Junior's transfer, literally, I mean, literally broke the footballing record. In fact, today they did not disclose the full amount they bought Neymar Junior. Media swamped into French league. French league never really used to get attention. I mean, we knew the Italian Serie A, we knew the German Bundesliga, English Premier League, Spanish La Liga. The French league was struggling with the Portuguese list. Portuguese list. League rather, you know, people like Zidane came from Marcel to play by Madrid, and Henri came from Marcel to uh, Marcel to Juve before he moved to England. Many of those French players often leave France because there's no media coverage in France. But Neymar Jr. moving to France drove an insane amount of PR to French football, and money was pumped into French league. Now, the question is this is that bribery? Or an incentive i'm asking these questions because i'm actually as confused and there's a blurry line in my morals at this point that is it now psg and the qatari guys the qatari guys even bought over some other stuff in league one now this same psg i bought leonel mercy and the day psg unveiled leo mercy the amount of shirts 30 they sold that day i'm not sure the french economy could cope with it it was that much like the the fact that psg brought those big named signings and big name players drove media in fact that day of Lionel messi unveiling was like the world of sports was standstill they were waiting for him to be unveiled it took media attention to french league media more media attention means more money for tv rights means they have the respect of UEFA now. You know, they are not just a league somewhere, 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 somewhere. They command a great proportion of footballing rights and media rights, which invariably is bringing more money to the French economy. Now, was Michel Platini wrong to have placed national interests above all? Now, I'm really thinking about it, honestly. It was simple negotiation. That Platini was sitting in. They didn't tell him vote for Qatar, but he decided in his mind, and at least that's what he said from his own mouth, to vote for Qatar because he realized that it was going to bring immense 
development to the French football and French league, which he did because PSG literally is nice. Consider people actually DSTV literally bought rights to French league one because we can watch it, that we can watch Leo Messi. I mean, Neymar, so it's 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 and now they bought Sergio Ramos, they have a I mean. The PSG team is fully stacked. They call them oil money. But guess what? People are watching. And France is making more money economically from sports. Was Platini wrong? Was that bribe? Or was it an incentive? I mean, I'm asking this question because I'm, I'm actually quite confused. Now, looking at it, Africa had... Africa, uh, I mean... Issa, he had to ask for $1.5 million. What he did with it, I don't know. Now, that I can call bribery because it was personal interest. He didn't ask for the money for the Cameroonian Football Federation. He didn't ask for it for calf in its entirety. He asked for personal bribe. And Issa, he had to, was given $1.5 million, I think, by, by Qatar. That is the allegation in the documentary. Qataris have denied any wrongdoing. They said it's Russia that gave them money, not Qatar. But that is it. Now, in all, these are incentives to do a certain thing. Sarkozy and Platini were driven by the French League development. Seblata won the first election by promising Africa they would host the first World Cup, which they eventually did in 2010. Adidas supported FIFA because they were promised media rights exclusively at some point. So I be, I be, I began to I began to question a lot of things. Can we be perfect in an imperfect world? This is a case where you have to convince people who are not so perfect themselves. And you begin to have negotiations, compromises, and all these things. So my question is this. Where do we draw the line? Where exactly do we draw the line between bribery and incentive, negotiation, lobbying, and outright sale of your bet rights? So, honestly, I mean, that documentary really bothered me because at some point I found myself siding with a blatter. Like, what did you expect blatter to do in this place? Footballers are already exposed to money. These guys, um, each FA gets money for qualifying. Now, I'm thinking about Blatter and Blatter and not the other thieves that we there. But now, these guys have to make money some way. And there are people willing to pump money into football just for a right to host the World Cup. And my, so all these things, I'm, I'm questioning my own morality, so to speak, now. Because I find myself saying Platini and that didn't really do it because at the end of the day they didn't even find any money on the two of them like they didn't find anything incriminating on it just pursued them because it, according to them Plata was heading um, FIFA at the time that there was crisis rocking it and yet it just I'm trying so hard to understand that really did they do anything really really bad if you were in their shoes, would you do same? Because I heard a documentary. One guy said, that's former secretary of FIFA under Blatter said, good luck to the person that wants to run FIFA without 
all the other things that they have done like a perfect good luck anybody that wants to run a perfect fifa and i'm using fifa as a case study because there's a documentary on it but what happens in other institutions where you have to lobby and negotiate and have give and take is it bribery is it corruption or is it just incentive i want us all to ponder on this and i would like feedback really thank you so much for listening thank you for listening to my thoughts in my head about this thing i'm very grateful to all of you thank you thank you so much i appreciate each and every one of you who takes out time to listen to my podcast i love you all i celebrate you highly enjoy the rest of your day